0: Hello. Uh, Hi, Tanushri. Suparna Hi, Suparna. You can talk now? Yeah. So, (laughs) Tanushri, I have been following uh, your case since the beginning. And, uh, you know, when when the case closed, it was a little shocking. I'm sure it was shocking for you that they said that it looked like a malicious complaint of someone who uh, was trying to seek revenge police is issuing that kind of a statement in their closure report what do you have to say yeah. about something like that that
1: that's exactly my point you know they could have fi- they, you know they could have filed a, a, a what is that? a report and a c report but mm. the B report the, the nature of that uh, you know activity that they did filing that b report and with their commentary was so vicious mm. you
0: know mm.
1: like that he was malicious you know what yeah. they did was very malicious because uh, uh, they wrote it with the uh, uh, um, it's malicious and false and revenge yeah. first of all revenge for what revenge for what what what, what would a, a person uh, 10 years a girl is saying the same thing over and over again. I stand by my statement 10 years back ago. There has been no discrepancy in anything that I have said. What I said 10 years ago, what I wrote in my Cinta letter, mm. another thing they lied in that report is that the, there was no complaint given to Cinta about sexual harassment. That itself is an outright lie. Mm. And they are getting caught in their own web of deceit now because it is in public domain now that my letter that I had sent to SINTA, which was a handwritten letter in 2008, which also the press has copies of it, you know. So that letter clearly corroborates everything that I have written in my FIR in uh, 2018, right? Correct. So uh, there is no discrepancy in anything that I have said 10 years ago that I'm saying today, but there is all discrepancies in what is coming out from their side. Uh, Last year, uh, first lie is that Sinta was not given a report of sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. Sinta was given a handwritten letter, the records are there, police were submitted all the documents, the documents are also in public domain. And the second thing is, Sinta even issued an apology. Sinta issued a public apology last year, which is also in public domain, that they did not act on the sexual harassment complaint. They did not act on the complaint and did no investigation whatsoever. So this report is completely false. That means the police have not done any investigation or they are twisting facts you know they're lying through their nose so that's what proves the police completely wrong then close confidant why would her witness be valid? daisy shah was on set and she claims to not remember anything okay she didn't say that it didn't happen she said she doesn't remember Hmm. anything Hmm. and she has been a long-term assistant of ganesh acharya i see her sitting on his lap and this is something there are public videos of it also people have picked Every shoot that Daisy and Ganesh did together, there's one point of time that people will see her sitting on his lap. So that is their close proximity. Mm-hmm. I will corroborate my story because his name is also in the FIR. He's also one of the accused. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second thing, they took witnesses from uh, uh and three other people. Okay. They are producers association members. Mm-hmm. How can they be witnesses? Because... In 2008, after I had launched the complaint to Cinta, when Cinta called me for a meeting, they called me for a meeting and the producers' association members were sitting there, the actors' association members, Cinta members were sitting there and together, instead of helping me, they were charging me to, threatening me to pay up money because at that time, the producer was worried that I might sue them,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: So they were threatening me to pay up money after everything. So, why are they taking witness to these people who themselves are party to covering up this crime? In 2008, they didn't want to take legal action, as in uh, uh, legal action, yeah. And the complaint that I had filed with the police, they didn't even take an affair at that point of time. So that itself proves that the police has been corrupt right from day one in this case, you know. So they took uh, testimonies from I saw through the list. And I was like, who are these people? I said, who are these people? They were not even on set. Except Daisy, I couldn't recognize a single person who was on set. Janice, Janice's statement corroborated my story, so that should be enough. So what they did is, I had the, the, the th- is I had witnesses who corroborated my story. Janice and Shiny fifty. Shiny's half a statement was recorded. The police didn't bother to complete the statement because Janice was supporting me. So the moment they realized Janice was say- saying on my uh, like you know, she was kind of corroborating my story, they just did half a statement and they said we have to go somewhere in you know, close clothes, this and that, and then Shiny had to go home. So half a statement was recorded, and the other half. We kept trying to tell the police to record half. they didn't record half. So obviously yeah. half a statement cannot go as a statement to the cut out the uh shiny statement saying that it's not complete, but they, it didn't get completed because of them, you know. And Anis's statement was full statement was given. In a harassment case, two witnesses are more than enough. Third witness, Vaseem, has been encouraged, discouraged and threatened from going to the police station. We have been trying to chase Vaseem for months. He says he will come, It he doesn't show up. Hmm. Then he gives time, and he doesn't show up. Because he's been threatened, he's scared out of his wits. And one of the conversations with my lawyers, he even admitted to getting phone calls, regular phone calls from Nana and his team. And he says that he's not afraid that he will come, he'll still come, with testimony, but he doesn't show up. So clearly he's afraid. Because he says he's not afraid, he wants to come and give the testimony, but for months, then three months, four months, he was out of town, he went to his home. He said that somebody was under something. Clearly, he's getting threatened. And so he, he's leaving the city and he's going for three, four months somewhere else. Because he is obviously not able to take all the stress, you know. And he's not doing it for himself, he's doing it for my testimony. Oh, who can take so much stress? Okay, so the third witness. is not going to in the police station. Plus, then we had other people also that we wanted to bring in as witnesses who were present on set and who would have been able to give a clear picture. Those people were to dead. We had gotten calls even before I filed the FIR, and they were told to shut up. And they clearly told us that we are not coming because they gave different excuses. One lady gave an excuse. Oh, it be difficult for her to get married because that's why she cannot get in a court case. She cannot get in, into this Jamila. The other person stopped taking our calls because they, they all got called and, you know, somehow they were all uh, made to uh, shut up. But even if we don't have enough witnesses, we don't need to have 15, 16 witnesses.
0: Hmm.
1: We need only two. We need a, in a harassment case, how much witness do you need to prove a harassment? Yeah. And harassment is not getting proven with two witnesses. What about rape cases that never have witnesses? What about a rape case? When a woman gets raped, she's obviously not going to have five people watching it, right? It usually happen in solitude and secrecy. Yeah. And usually the woman doesn't go to the same day and report. Three days later, DNA evidence is gone. Right? Usually in rape cases, it, the DNA evidence only stays for three days. And DNA evidence is the best way to convict. Even the DNA evidence, evidence sometimes is not enough because they can say it was consensual. Right? Correct. I'm, I'm giving an analogy of a rape case hypothetically. If a, if a rape happens, like Vinta Nanda's case, not other girls.
0: Hmm. Or what's
1: her, uh, that other uh, girls. Right? If it happens 20 years ago or seven, six, seven 6, 7 years ago, how do you prove because even with the DNA evidence, even if the woman goes on the same day to the police station, first of all, if it's really raped, she's is, she is not in a state of mind to go to the police station. That's the last thing that crosses her mind. So, he's saying so that the she, police have
0: not made any attempt in actually building the case uh, to be able to file the charge. No, charges. they've not.
1: That's what I'm saying. If a harassment case is getting dismissed with all this evidence, what hope is there for any rape to ever prove in the court of law? This harassment case was a clear-cut black-and-white case. We had eyewitnesses, Janice Sikwera, Shiny Shakti, Vaseen. They were corroborating large parts of my story.
0: You have said said that uh, Nana Patekar has bought the clean shit. You have said that. And uh, your lawyer has said that though, that you might file a a writ petition and challenge this report. Uh, Are you uh, going forward with that?
1: First of all, we... There is still some grey area whether he has got a clean chit or the police have submitted a report asking for a clean chit from the court. So this mm. is something uh, there is no clarity on that because the police are simply unwilling to give us the documentation. They are not giving us the documentation of what they have submitted. So there is a possibility that the whole thing is bogus. There is a good possibility that the whole thing is bogus. That actually he has not received a clean Actually, that they have probably just submitted a rep- their own report you know, their own malicious report Mm. to get a clean clean, clean check and that the clean check has actually not come.
0: Mm. And
1: maybe prematurely these people have released it in the press that he's gotten a clean check. So that is a good possibility because unless and until we get the information because the police have completely kept us in the blind Mm. from day one, I'm telling you, they took the FIR because they were under public pressure Mm. and this was the biggest backstab. They did the same thing that they did 10 years ago. They have again been hand in hand with the accused right from day one. Mm. And when I went to the police station, you know, filing an FIR is not an easy job. It is harrowing.
0: Mm. I
1: did it 10 years ago. Nothing came out of I had no faith in the judiciary. It was only because of, you know, uh, the people around me, my friends in the media, my friends in general who encouraged me that they said, don't do it for yourself, do it for somebody else, do it for other people this time. You Honestly, didn't... it was, Sorry. I went and filed the FIR again. Because not for myself, because I had no hope for justice. Mm. It was for everybody else in the nation. I went through the same process again. It's a long process. Five hours takes more to five hours. Mm. Because they type it on a thing. Then they recheck it, double check it. You have to read it, reread it. They ask you counter questions. They ask you early account. It's like nobody can lie. You know, a woman mm. especially.
0: Mm. You
1: cannot go there and lie about it because they keep counter questioning you yeah. at the police station itself. This is the reason why so many, uh, you know, cases of hideous crime, especially rapes, women hmm. don't go because the kind of counter questioning you have to endure, it, it is uncomfortable in a harassment case. Okay, so where did he touch you? Oh, so what did he do exactly? Exactly, what did he do? You know, so when I was doing the FIR, the cops were very sweet on the face. I want to, I want to say this so that people should people know how double faced they are. Hmm. They actually told me that my case is very strong. They actually told me, that, oh, we are so proud of you like the rest of the nation. We are very proud of you that you are doing this. You mm-hmm. know, people usually don't speak up and this will encourage others from speaking up. And I had a conversation with the cops in the police station, you know, because this procedure is very long. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, what do we do? Most of the times women don't even come and complain, you know. I said, okay, fine. that is why I'm here, going through this thing second time over, so it gives encouragement to other women to also come up and complain because when they get justice, they will feel encouraged. So they said, yes, yes, we'll definitely make arrests. This is the kind of conversation they had with me in the cop station. They said, okay, submit all the evidence. We started submitting evidence and we had a lot of evidence during the FIR also, like video recording of my car getting damaged.
0: Hmm.
1: My car getting attacked was the biggest evidence of harassment. I mean, if that's not harassment, I don't know what is. Then... Hmm. uh, Uh, they were already uh, intimated about uh, Shiny and uh, uh, Faseem and uh, Janice's. They knew about it. Hmm. So, uh, they knew that these witnesses are going to come forward. So, they knew that my case was very strong. And they told me that at the cop station. They said that we will be be able to make arrests very soon. But you Hmm. have to do the FIR, finish the FIR and get these witnesses to come and officially record their statement. And then we'll quickly get on it.
0: Hmm.
1: So, I was under the impression that this is only a matter of time when arrests would happen. But after I filed the fire, Janice, filed, her, uh, Janice did her witness. And then we took some time to convince uh, Shiny to come on board. And then Vaseem was not coming. So initially, we didn't even realize why Vaseem was not showing up. We really mm-hmm. thought, okay, maybe somebody's unbearable in his family. He was gone for four months.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: slowly, slowly, these cops, they became completely dead. Kept us completely in the blind of whatever is going on. Okay. Even Mm -hmm. up until then, we didn't suspect the intentions of the cops. And we didn't suspect what was really going on with our witnesses. Mm -hmm. Then slowly, slowly, I started having doubts. I told my advocate, I'm like, what's going on? I mean, this particular witness of ours, he says that he will come, but he never shows up at the police station. He gives a date. We have, like, my advocate and his team go and waits there. And this guy doesn't show up. Then Mm -hmm. I spoke to him over the phone. And he was very... Like, like you know, he was kind of shaken up and he's like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. Um, why is he saying that? Who is he afraid of or not afraid of? You know, and then mm. he also mentioned that he gets calls and stuff from these people. We have a uh, recording of that also. Like, we submitted that to the cops to prove that our witnesses are getting threatened.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Now, all this, uh, we started slowly, slowly realizing that there's something going on, you know. And every time we would ask the cops to give us a detailed report of what what is going on, they would not. Hmm. Nothing, and even this report that they filed, they sneakily went and filed it. They were supposed to inform us that they are filing such a report. The complainant always receives a copy of any report that the police files. Even till date, we have not received it. We got to know of it from the media. Hmm. Right after that, my uh, advocate called the cops and said, okay, now at least give us a copy of that report. We need to know what is going on. So we can plan for future action. Nothing still. Nothing. No response so you from the still
0: haven't at received all. The, uh, the report at all?
1: Nothing. We don't even know if the report exists. If the if the whole it could it is possible that the whole media report could be false. Mm-hmm. The entire news could be false, or it could be possible that they've actually submitted a report and that he's not gotten a clean check. They've submitted a report to get a clean check because the police cannot give clean checks. The mm-hmm. police are not authorized to give clean checks to anybody by law. They are supposed to submit a report to the court and the court approves a clean check. But in this case, I am saying that the. Police force is all corrupt. So, what stops the court also? If the police force is corrupt, then the courts can also be corrupted, right? It's only a matter of how much money is fed to who. I mean, mm-hmm. in our country, it is not an unheard thing of magistrates and judges and cops and everybody getting bribed. These people have thousands of crores at their disposal. Mm-hmm. Nana Patikar now off topic, but this is very relevant to why they can actually bribe anybody and everybody huge sums of money. Hmm. Nana Patikar's Dham Foundation is a corrupt foundation that collects huge sums of money okay and this is all in public domain this is not something that I'm making up by myself it's all online Hmm. it makes huge amount of money by donations from all over the country so they Hmm. get donations under the government's CSRS uh, scheme the government uh, uh, there is a rule in the government of all corporate companies to put aside 3% of their profit for social um, Uh, funding okay now that 3% of that profit now how much money that is for the entire nation 3% of all corporate companies profits that money they can they'll have to give it to the government or if they have their own uh, NGO then they can put that money into their own NGO and then it'll get written off from their accounts okay Mm. so that is the rule so that's why a lot of corporate companies start up their own NGOs or they have to give that money as a you know payment to the government now that Mm. money gets collected into one fund and that runs into thousands of crores. Now, that fund, the government then allocates to NGOs. So anybody who uh, is li- is licensed NGO in our country can ask the government for this funding. Because I was also approached in the past to start an NGO, you know, mm-hmm. by us. there was some political source through which I was asked to start my own NGO. And they said that if you start your own NGO, then we'll give you 200 crores to begin with, you know. So mm-hmm. there was one group that wanted me to start my own NGO, they said that they will get this funding from the government, all I have to do is find cause and they'll fund the uh, NGO and then I'll have to uh, be in, you know, uh, just do press conferences and stuff like that and the rest everything else they'll do. I said I'm not interested in this, if I run an NGO I will be the CEO of that NGO, I will run it according to my ways, I will hire people who will actually do the work, I don't want to get into a situation where I don't even know where the money is getting utilised. I yeah. said, function karta. Hai. I will uh, and I was at point of time I was about to leave for the US. I had different plans for my life, so I didn't want to get into all this. Okay. I was getting offers to join politics and get into this NGO stuff and what not So mm-hmm. I know about this. Mm-hmm. So this NAM any foundation in India, that's how that is their first source of funding, government. From the CSRS scheme, they get huge amounts of money, 200 crore. Imagine for someone like me, 200 crore plus they were willing to offer. Nana yeah. Partikar being a national award winner and all that. So mm. you can imagine. Yeah. Second second source of funding is these banks. Banks and financial institutions, They every year they donate large sums of money to charity, any charitable organizations. In one bar they give 5 lakhs, 20 lakhs, 25 lakhs. Third source of income is other charities across the world. That these people they have YouTube videos promoting promoting themselves. The Nam Foundation promotes themselves as a company that works for the upliftment of poor farmers and drought-hit farmers and suicidal farmers in Maharashtra. Mm. Again mm. those videos they play it. Those videos they send it also via um, what do you call it PowerPoint presentations and stuff. You know, typical the way the NGOs work. They send it to wherever they can get money from. Mm. So now imagine this foundation at the helm of it is a supposedly respectable actor who has won national awards and this and that. Hmm. Now, people from all over the world, NRIs, foreign institutions, uh, domestic institutions, other charitable institutions across the world, because outside of India, in the us and america there are charitable institutions that collect huge sums of money from people right mm-hmm. and they in turn also give money to charitable institutions in third world countries or oh, yeah. developing countries
0: yeah. like so
1: for example if there's an american institution that has like uh, maybe collected uh, you know they have like 500 million dollars you know and if somebody in india you know, some a uh, charitable organization, so-called, claiming to be charitable organization in India, needs a million dollars to have one construction project or some project or whatever. Then mm-hmm. these guys will pay them in dollars. You know, so mm-hmm. that stuff also happens. Churches mm-hmm. across the world fund these kind of uh, organizations in developing countries also. So they are getting money from these kind of organizations also. So there is, you have, we have no idea how much money they have collected in the name of these poor suicidal farmers. Hmm. But the farmers are still committed suicide. And what they do to show, they do one event in a year. Just one event. And I googled it.
0: One
1: hmm. event is in the 200 200 widows. Ko hai. Widows as in like the husbands, the farmers are already dead.
0: Hmm.
1: Already committed suicide. They call those 200 widows, give them how much? 15,000. Poultry sum of 15,000 rupees. What is 15,000 rupees for a widow farmer family? <clears throat> they have at least two, three kids. But it's 15000 will not even last them 3 months you know yeah. with the amount mounting debts these farmers die because their debts are not 10 15000 their yeah. debts are in lakhs their debts are in lakhs and that's why that, uh, suppose a farmer has a 3 lakh or a 5 lakh debt he has no hope in hell he barely earns like 50 rupees or something in a day or in in a month or 100 200 rupees in a, their their income is very paltry especially when the crops get destroyed you know yeah. in fire So somebody who has debts for lakhs, has then starts thinking, I will never be able to fulfill this debt. I'm not able to feed my family. They are starving and stuff. Let me kill myself. That's how they kill themselves. And the suicide rates are even growing if all these organizations are actually pumping in the money, putting the money where the need is. But they didn't do that. And I'm telling you this, I'm explaining you the scale of the scam is because I know how much money gets transferred from US, Canada, America, European Union... Toward into developing nations like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Burma, Myanmar, for uh, into these organizations. Now the thing is that they do ask for reports, Mm -hmm. but it's very easy for them to submit a bogus report. They are not going to come over there and check it on ground. What is happening in a small village? They just need report of pictures and of whatever is going on. uh, You know, like a proper folder so these these guys over here they get the folder and they are happy they, mm. they don't send somebody on ground to actually and same report gets submitted to all the organizations suppose they have collected one, $1 million dollars from five different organizations mm. okay one organization in america one in europe one in uh, australia one from uk okay they collect one, $1 million dollars from all five they submit the same report to all five one million dollars is a lo- lot of money mm. $1 million, you have to account for it. And these guys are not calling up the Australian organization to check what report they submitted. They get a report, oh, we did this, we did this, we did that. And they are happy. They, they do not send people into the ground to actually see what happened to dekhenge They have to take the word for it. And why they take the word for it? Because Nana Patekar supposedly, you know, he, he has this name of a national award-winning actor. That gives him credibility they'll be like, oh, it's a national award-winning actor, so Mm. they're not going to siphon off our money. His name and his position, his background gives huge amount of credibility. That itself is the uh, reason these organizations are putting in millions of dollars, thousands of dollars, even NRIs. NRIs are putting in hundreds and thousands of dollars into this NAM foundation. Why? Because they are like, oh, he's a national award-winning actor. He's not going to just siphon off our money. They must be doing something. Mm. But the thing is, Hmm. They don't do anything. One event in a year, 15,000 rupees, one sewing machine, one sari, cotton sari. And that's it. That's all they have. One big media function, hugging some widows, you know, Hmm. crying with them a little bit. And this whole hawa is created. This media thing uh, is created that he's such a charitable person. But nobody's digging deep and finding that they are collecting thousands and millions and crores crores thousands of crores there is no hisab the first day they opened that bank account for NAM foundation they collected 60 lakhs within Hmm. the first hour they collected 60 lakhs Hmm.
0: sorry
1: 90 lakhs 60 to 90 lakhs The figure is there online Hmm. the first day they collected 60 to 90 lakhs that means per day their collections are about that
0: much but tenisory you know this is you know your 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 case has been so public and when something like this happens in your case where there might be a possibility of you know people being corrupted and bought over and police not investigating it is really disheartening to see for people you no know, like you said there is video evidence at least probably police would investigate who did, who were those people who attacked your car how, why did they do it yeah. and all of that stuff
1: because because they never had the intention to give me justice. The, the, they took my FIR simply to pacify the public and they thought it would die over. They thought I will go back to America and then that's it. They can quietly close the whole thing. That's hmm. exactly what, they, what their intention was. For all you know, when I was on my way to file the FIR, they must have called Rana patikar and said, don't worry, we'll handle it. Hmm. This is how it function right? What we see in movies. This is probably what they did. Another thing, 2008 everybody knows that's why if the police police also knew that's why they didn't even see the thing is they did they did because they already know who the culprit is and they they know they want to protect the culprit Hmm.
0: 2008
1: everybody knew that manse party and nana partaker were together they were strengths and nana partaker had political ambitions and he had joined the manse because because of his political ambitions then couple of years down the line they fell out they stopped being friends Hmm. this is a widely known fact Everybody knows that.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody
1: knows that in the political circle in Maharashtra. Everybody knows that in Bollywood. Everybody knows that. It just generally people know that mm-hmm. in Maharashtra. That Manse and Nana Patikar were friends. So isn't that connection clear? This also I mentioned in my FIR and in my complaint to the police. I mentioned mm-hmm. it. that that Investigate on these lines. Because Manse and Nana Patikar, they were friends in 2008. That is the connection. Why was Manse on my set? Why were they on my movie set? They don't come to movie sets. Yeah. They usually used to burn, bu- burn buses and do all that. Why would they come on a movie set and attack a young actress who's trying to leave? Who? who wh- why would they be there? Clearly, they were called. And who would call them? Their closest associate would call them. And just... So isn't... If somebody really wants to give you justice, they'll put the pieces of puzzle together. Yeah. One thing is a girl is saying that she was harassed on set. Then mm. you see her leaving the set, you know.
0: Mm.
1: Then you see her car getting attacked by random goons. Then mm. you see that the Mansi people are threatening her on TV. Those footages we could not find from anywhere. But this is also a fact a lot of people in the media knew that mm. 10 years ago, there was one footage of Mansi doing dharnas on street, streets where they were saying that we will, uh, you know, we'll get Tanushi to be out of the city, we'll destroy her career, this and that. This is also there in public memory at least. Mm-hmm. But they did that, you know. Yeah. So, all this together, all they had to do was get those footages out somehow. We, we tried to find it online, we couldn't find it. But if they had done, really done investigation, they would have easily been able to make the connection between, you know, everything. And the thing is, this is such a clear its evidence, you know. It's like, my car video, Janice, what? In a harassment, you don't need so much with uh, for evidence. I mean, first, first of all, first of all, the police need to define the term harassment. They need mm-hmm. to define the term harassment. And my entire day was harassment. I mean, how can that video footage of my car being attacked not be a part of harassment? How can how can they say that they have no evidence? And Janice is speaking. when there is video footage of my car getting attacked. Like for heaven's sake, you know. So this is, this is a clear-cut case of corruption at its deepest, rottenest level. And why I brought NAM Foundation to the picture is to prove to the public that these people have thousands and thousands of black money crores that they've collected unfairly in the name of farmers, that they're not spending on farmers, which they can use at their disposal to squash any case under the sun. Like mm. for them, giving one one crore to any authority is not a big deal. They have hundreds of thousands of crores at their disposal, which is just probably by now. I do. I hope they've not siphoned it across to Swiss bank account. But that account can be investigated. That bank account number is there online. If you Google Nam Foundation on YouTube and Google, that those videos will come. You know where those they make those videos. They make very sad videos of poor farmers and drought land and stuff like that. And those videos are used in PowerPoint presentations to organizations across the world. You have no idea how much money and dollars sterling pounds and you know uh, what is being pumped into that uh, account in the name of non-foundation but there is absolutely no evidence that they are they're spending it anywhere mm. and whatever reports they file is probably the same thing that they show the whole world you know in, in getting the money out, it's not the entire money that they're collecting is not getting spent, not even one percent is getting spent. So, they clearly have the money to buy off whoever they want to buy.
0: So, Tanushi, they have the now, money to
1: buy off people, they have
0: the money. Now, when uh, you know you've seen that this is happening, what do you think of uh, you want to do, you know, going forward with the case? You know, do you still want to pursue it? Do you still, if, if this they have actually given a clean shit, what do you, what have you thought?
1: See, we don't know, first of all, again, we don't know whether a clean sheet has already come or not,
0: hmm.
1: uh, because the cops have not, cops have still not shared the report with us. They've still not shared the report. So we don't know what actually has been submitted to the court. Hmm. They are saying they've submitted this and that, but we don't know what has been submitted unless and until we get a copy and we are supposed to get a copy of it. Hmm. They were supposed to inform us before they submitted the report, so that we could have filed an injunction, injunction about it even before they submitted, hmm. Right. If they had informed us that we are planning to submit such a report, we would have filed an injunction and stopped them from submitting that report. Okay? They didn't do that. They're supposed to do that. They're supposed to inform us. So, Mm. and now, they're supposed to give us a copy of that report. They're not even responding Mm. to us. Mm. So, the thing is, there is a possibility that the whole thing is bogus. Okay? Mm. Or there's a possibility that they've actually submitted the report and the clean hasn't come yet. But they have already spread the rumor that the clean has come. So, we Mm. don't know anything unless and until we the cops give us the required documents. Mm. We don't know how to proceed next. Okay, right. but our next step of action would be to challenge that report because the most malicious and evil part of the whole thing is the B report, which is which, which they are claiming my complaint is false and malicious. Mm. So I'm definitely going to counteract that. And now I want to expose the entire system for supporting these criminals. Because mm-hmm. clearly in our country, the system can be bought. Mm-hmm. Like, we, this ain't heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that in popular culture. Everybody knows it. Half the people in our country have stopped going to cops mm-hmm. for small thefts and this and that. You know, when anything happens, people don't go to cops because they know, okay, when you go to the cops, nothing happens. You have to mm-hmm. pay money for everything. And whoever pays them the money, they work for that person. They are highly mm-hmm. corrupt. So, this is what it is. And the reason I'm again and again, I want to bring up this Nam Foundation thing, because I want to tell the people that these people over here, these Nana Patikar, they pretend and show na, that he lives a very poor life. That is not true. He's got cars and bungalows and houses and foreign bank accounts and whatnot. He, he shows to the public that he lives a life of poverty and simplicity. He's actually sitting on blood money he's sitting on the money that is supposed to go to the farmers people from all over the world people from foreign countries people from everywhere in india corporate organizations and in the indian public also out of good faith has parted with their money and dollars to put into this foundation because they think that the money is going to the drought hit farmers it's not going anywhere Mm. It is not going anywhere. They, they submit false reports. Has anyone gone to the homes of these people and the villages to actually see what is going on, what is what they've actually done? There's nothing been done. And there were two journalists who did um, investigation on this mm. in some village where what these guys were doing. Even that money, the fifteen thousand that they give to the supposedly the farmers' widows, that's all they do in a year. Mm. Or they, that's all they do. They do nothing. You know, mm. even that money the local uh, wing of the nam foundation they make sure that money goes to their relatives and you know people mm-hmm. that they know But there is bhi corruption There is utne corruption matlab asli victims ke paas paisa ja hi nahi raha hai aur jitna paisa ye suicide nahi hona the amount of money that is coming into their coffers not a single farmer in india should commit suicide because it is enough to cover all their debts Is fifteen thousand enough to cover someone's debt? And especially after, and after that debt, you are giving them fifteen thousand the widows. Why not give that money while the farmer is in debt, so that he doesn't commit suicide, so that his debt is covered? Mm. No, because they don't. They are not there to help the farmers. They are only here to collect money in their name. So I want to tell people how corrupt these people are, and that they have enough money to buy out the whole system. They have enough money to buy out everybody. What is Mm -hmm. the point of giving money to? Dead farmers' wives, view the money is coming so that the farmers who are alive and are considering suicide can be given that money to cover their debt. And I told you the figures and amounts that they are collecting 90 lakhs in a day, close to a crore. And sometimes when big organisation and big um, uh, corporates give them money, it is, it is much more than that. They might probably just sometimes give a million dollars at one go, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 5 lakhs in one go, 20 lakhs in one go. You know, one million dollar. It is not unheard of and unusual for foreign organizations, especially from Europe and America, to simply sanction off a million dollars, you know, to a charitable organization in India, and in uh, the developing nations. Especially if at the helm of it is a so-called reputable person, and his national award gives him a lot of credibility. And that's why these uh, organizations over here also don't question it. They don't question the reports that are submitted by them. They don't question anything. So he is using his power and position to even siphon off money from, uh, you know, charitable individuals and not giving it to the uh, farmers that need it. And the farmers still continue to kill themselves. This is a scam going on and nobody has investigated that scam. Two journalists tried to expose it Mm -hmm. and those two journalists were harassed, beaten and put behind bars. they They were cup journalists, they were junior level journalists, so they didn't even have that much power. Fight the system, and then they they got so harrowed that this they didn't pick it up. You will find it online if you go online. You Google Nam Foundation discrepancy, Nam Foundation scam. You'll have these reports of these two journalists and what they had to go through. They continue to take in money on the name of the farmers, and the farmers continue to die. How is it right? These people need to be stopped. There are people dying and committing suicide where. The world is out there to help them, and there is help coming. Yeah, it's not like the help is not coming. There are kind-hearted people, and there are charitable people all over the world, even in our country. The rich and the wealthy are putting in money in a foundation, thinking that he is doing something with it, but he's not. Believe me, the amount of money, the funds that are coming into um, these uh, organizations like Nam,
0: hmm.
1: not a single farmer in our country should commit suicide. That is the level of funds that is coming in. You have no idea how much money the churches, uh, you know, here in America and UK, they have. And they, they put funds, they don't see uh, religion. They put funds in organizations that claim to work for farmers and stuff. Hmm. They put money in that. America, Australia, and these kind of...
0: Shree, uh yeah... Perfect. I wanted to ask you if you yeah. followed other cases that came out afterwards. You know, after you came, uh, you spoke about it. Yeah, I did
1: follow. I followed, uh, of course, Vintananda's case. Uh, another disappointment. Mm. Um, um, Alupna getting reinstated in the movie, uh, and then I also followed uh, Vikas Patel's case. So mm-hmm. again, that was also quite a disappointment because uh, again, getting a clean sheet is clearly no measure of innocence. Because in Vikas case, the victim didn't press charges. And uh, uh, everybody can understand why now. How will she prove it? She knew if she gets into an FIR in a court case, she will just put herself through further harassment, further humiliation, embarrassment for her family and herself. She will put herself through hassle of another level. You know, like I told you, the FIR process itself, it, it's like you get counter-questioned. It's not easy. You are sitting there complaining about something that happened to you and you get cross-questioned and counter-questioned. So for mm. a rape survivor, a rape victim, it's not easy to go through that.
0: Mm.
1: And especially if it's happened uh, bef- years before, what proof do you have? There's not even DNA evidence anymore. Yeah. They'll clearly call it consensual. This is what they did. They call it consensual. Mm. So clearly she saved herself all the trouble. By saying that she stands by her statement, but she doesn't want to get into the legal process. This is exactly what happens. You cannot. Me, with all the proof that I had already, yeah. if they close the case, this is exactly what I was saying. So, that is disappointing. But a, So, Vikas spell gets a clean chip, but that doesn't prove anything.
0: Yeah, True.
1: Vintananda, 20 years ago, the rape happened. How will she prove it? They called her case also false and malicious. Yeah. How would you prove it? She was the only one alone in the room with him. When he did that horrendous thing, you know, with her. How will you prove it twenty years ago? Is there any way to prove it? So she was called false, her case was called false, false and malicious, and Alok Nath, who not just one, several women came out against him. Yeah. Several women from the TV industry came and spoke against him and his activities. Yeah. But he gets a clean check. And the court courts call the uh, you know called Vintananda uh, you know for case false and malicious. Does that change the truth? If you cannot bring evidence, does it change the truth? Yeah. But the worst disappointment is Bollywood reinstating them when everybody knows what the truth is. Everybody knows that these are bad people. Everybody knows that they've committed a crime. Even though the courts and you know, even though uh, for these people it was difficult impossible for them I mean for them it was impossible for for me it was 100% possible for these guys to get arrested because in a harassment case the amount of proof that I had was overwhelming mm. In it was by God's grace the amount of evidence and proof the, the video footage
0: yeah.
1: like that was the biggest and the multiple witnesses you know yeah. and circumstantial evidence yeah. and the Cinta letter if you put all the pieces of the puzzle together it's very easy to build a case and a strong solid case and the cops said that to us yeah so 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 this is as blatant as it can get is because you don't want to give justice it's because you want to what will the cops get if i get justice it's just going to be them working very hard
0: <laughs>
1: it's just more work for them it's just work for them here instead they can just take a couple of crores from under the table and live a better life what would they choose what would like a typical underpaid human being who is overworked or underpaid and you know underappreciated? What would a person choose? This is what they would choose. Why would they work so hard? What will they get if I get justice? A few words of praise from me from from <laughs> me perhaps? That's all. Is there a reward?
0: <laughs>
1: so this is uh, this is what it is. So the thing is I have to continue. I have to continue to call out this bullshit yeah. because they dared to sh- file a B summary report, not an A summary, not a C summary, a mm. B summary report calling my case false and malicious and another mm. evidence is the result of my life that is another evidence yeah. what happened to my career and life is that not evidence enough and and this is a very big blow To the Me Too movement. For any movement. Any movement in our country. Something that our country desperately needs. Our country desperately needs one case of justice. Mm -hmm. Just to give hope. You know, there are hundreds and millions of women who commit suicide every year. Because they have no hope of justice. Mm They are broken. They are broken, betrayed by a system that does not support them when bad things happen to them. There are catcallings happening every nook and corner of the country. The people get women get catcalled, women get eve teased, women get harassed, molested, raped, gang raped. This is like the six levels of heinousity.
0: What keeps you going Cat-calling, then? Parishri?
1: Well, I I don't know. I guess it's a, uh it's a fact that they are uh, some part is personal and some part is universal. Hmm. The personal part is that obviously when they file a B-summary report and they say the case is false and malicious, basically they're calling me a false and malicious liar, right? Mm. So obviously I'm not going to take it lying down. I'm, I'm going to obviously fight it mm. because a they, a, they ruined my Bollywood career and now if I don't fight it, then if you don't fight something, which if somebody says something wrong about you and if you don't fight it, it mm. means that you are allowing that lie to perpetuate Mm. and I also have to see my future because I'm also trying to build a future right mm. so I cannot per- uh, let them a lie because if if it's a lie then it's a lie if I am standing for the truth then you cannot and if everybody knows if everybody in india any which way knows mm. that this stuff happened and I'm you know you can even you can even forgive what's happened in the past because you can move on but if it affects your future then no you wouldn't In 2008, also, I fought because they harassed me on set. Uh, When I was leaving, they attacked my car, but they didn't stop at that. They went on to call me unprofessional. They went on to call me all kinds of names. So I had to get up and defend myself, right?
0: Hmm.